Welcome to Arch Rivals Football. Here is your starting lineup. Number 20, Darnell the Playmaker Sallings. Number 94, Alex the Bearman Alcazaz. Number 24, Ricky Litwinkowicz. This show is sponsored by Raz Energy, DreamController.com, and Steiner Sports. Arch Rivals Football is a Pain Train Pipe Bomb production. What is up? It is Saturday, September 25th, 2021, as we are uh, delving into the Sunday of Week 3. The Monday of week three, and a lot of crap happening this week on the uh, NFL side of the football. The worldwide bastard rears his ugly head once again. And uh, all I got to say is that um, this week will be a very, very interesting week, not only we uh, news wise, but game wise as well, because the lineups are uh, ultimately crazy for this week. So let's shoot around the uh, the desk, so to speak. We got Darnell, the playmaker, Salins. What's doing, D? What's good? Hey, this is a big week. We usually don't get big weeks like this early in the season, but this is a big week. A lot of great matchups, I got to tell you that. Bearman, what's doing? What's good, homie? Ready to go, brothers. So, uh, before we went on the air, Darnell, you actually missed this, and it's something I really want to talk about. The Bearman got to experience the NFL quarterback competition from 2003. I don't know if you've seen any of those. No. What? 2003 quarterback competition? Yes. Your your quarterback for the uh, Rams was Mark Bulger instead of Kurt Warner. Yeah, I know. Throwing the skins all over the place. Yeah, I know. We were still, we were still good around that time. Bearman actually got to see a very young Thomas Edward Brady from two thousand three. <laughs> that Indeed was I crazy. Did. Indeed, I did, gentlemen. And I got to tell you, I really wish that the NFL would actually bring that competition back because, especially on the mobility parts. They uh they had a lot of scrambling, and I would love to see Kyler Murray run half the routes that they had to do on the show. But uh, yes, definitely it was a uh, it it was an experience to go back to 2003 because I do remember the game in 2007, uh, being on the N64. So a little bit of a uh, gaming tune for that. All right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Thursday night football. Yes, we're, Before, going, we're going to Thursday we're night right now. Thursday there it is. night football. It was the Carolina Panthers starting off 2-0 against the Houston Texans, who were running one and did not have Terod Taylor. So Davis Mills got the start for the Texans. Davis Mills did pretty good. He, he did what he was told to do, but Carolina, Carolina's being Carolina. They did lose Chris McCaffrey. That's interesting to see going forward because he would be out some game with Ham, hamstring injury, but Sam Donald and the Panthers three and zero. Moving on, first team to get three and zero, twenty four to nine victory. 
Carolina might be serious, Bear Man. Carolina might be might be serious. I'm gonna put a mic right there. They might be serious. Well, that's the best way to put it, Playmaker. They just might be, but we can't ignore the fact that they did beat the Houston Texans, but at some cost because Christian McCaffrey got hurt, hamstring injury. Uh, J.C. Horn, their first round pick, and also I believe the wide receiver D.J. Moore also got hurt. No, D.J. Moore came back. Okay. But they did lose they one of the number one draft picks. J.C. Horn, as you mentioned, broken foot. We don't know how long he's going to be out. We don't. We don't know how long he's going to be out. Well, he, if it's a broken foot, that's uh, that that's automatically a couple of weeks. As far as Christian McCaffrey goes, it's a hamstring injury. Some are already saying he's not going to play in their next game against Dallas, but we'll just have to wait and see. I, I don't think they've officially ruled out McCaffrey. Uh, yes, anything. he is. He asked he's being going to be out four to six weeks minimum. He is? Okay. All right. NFL.com confirmed? Yes. Okay. All right. So now, they have, so now they're out McCaffrey, and now they're out you know, with J.C. Horn. So, I mean, that probably gives a little bit of breathing room for the Cowboys for the Cowboys because they have to play the, Cow- the Panthers at home uh, this coming Sunday, next week. Well, I, I really think it's just going to be interesting because it seems every time that uh, Carolina starts to get on some type of a run, and I'm not going to venture back to the 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 15 and one season, but I will say this though that every time it seems that Carolina does get on a run a little bit, it's always a Christian McCaffrey injury, and uh, I, I really want to say that uh, it's a very big possibility that uh, you know. Granted, they've tried to ride McCaffrey the majority of the season so far, but it's also the same, right? They've been also trying to not give him the huge workload, and it just doesn't not panning out for that. Like I, they based his entire his his game in their offense, which is a, well, a problem. Well, here's the problem in McCaffrey's case, Ricky, is that going back to last year, McCaffrey has become quite injury prone. This is the third season in a row he's gotten hurt, I believe. Is, is, is that right, Darno? Third, yeah. It's the third yeah, season no. in a row he's gotten hurt. Well, that first one, he he got hurt towards the end of the season anyway. So, do I really count that one? I I, I would. Okay, so three after in a row. I mean, the the bottom line is McCaffrey's becoming injury prone, and in the Panthers' case, that is a major cause for concern. I, again, like I understand that they got some great running backs behind them, but that that's a very huge. Oh, loss we don't we don't know yet. Cuba Herbert was great at Oklahoma State, but we don't know how he gonna pan out in the NFL. We gonna find out. First up is the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. We'll find out next week. I, I will. I, I will just say this: that uh, it's a very interesting thing. There was a rundown on um, on Facebook. It just so happens that uh, quarterbacks that usually succeed after leaving Adam Gase win championships. Uh, it was uh, he he left a uh, a high school team. They won a college. Uh, they won a, a championship after that. Um, at this point, right now, Darnold's left Adam Gase, and he's three and zero as a starter now. Can we kind of say that the uh, Adam Gase thing is a curse? You might as well, right? Because Sam Darnold's numbers don't lie. So, <laughs> I mean, might, might as well just sell like it is. So, yeah, it's good to see Sam Darnold was set free. Might as well declare. I mean, though it was declared a long time ago, I think now it's confirmed. What do you think, Darnold? Is he still coaching? I don't think so. 
I don't even that, know if Adam Case Adam Gase is anywhere around, but uh, that, that that answers your question. I'm pretty sure that uh, we will have um, we'll have one of our head analysts uh, go and check that out, Mr. Stephen Waldman, see if Adam Gase is still coaching in the NFL. Um, we do want to shout out a bunch of people uh, watching out on the Pipe Bomb page, watching out on the Arch Rivals page, watching out on the uh, Twitter, which officially the downfall of Periscope happened today. So uh, <laughs> that's uh, kind of a little bit on the uh, crazy side. But you know what? That's life, and that's how we're just going to deal with it. But uh, everybody hanging out, come and uh, conversate with us. We got picks coming up. We got news coming up throughout the show, including some uh, key IR things that have made happen today, which is uh, a little bananas. But uh, yeah, all right, all right, all right. So week three as, starting. As far as picks go, we have some discrepancy because on the ESPN one, Bearman's picks don't match up with his picks on Saturday. Listen, he could do a show and then change his mind on the ESPN picks from what the show picks are. Then again... No, I think he does his ESPN pick first, and then he does his Saturday picks. <laughs> I don't okay. do... Well, you know what? It's not happening this week, Playmaker. I I do not put my NFL picks in on ESPN until after the show is over. Exactly. It's usually about, like, midnight. Exactly. So, and they all the same pick that you say on Saturday anyway. Well, yeah, kind of. Exactly. Unless I find something else out like that happens throughout the day, you know. Arkansas so between the three, so our Saturday picks, Ricky's in first, twenty-two and I believe ten record. Yeah. Bearman's in second with twenty and uh, sixteen. I'm in last with eighteen and fourteen. Bet to bet seven nine and seven records. Listen. I'm telling you, what's what's the ESPN one again? Where am I in that one? I believe you're in second. Who cares? By thirty points, baby. Who cares? Points. I'm coming for the top spot. I'm in ninth. I'm in ninth place, and Bearman's behind me. Mark, what was the final score in the Irish game? Because I I was gonna bet it, but uh, didn't. Actually, uh, yeah. I mean, Mark's got to be happy from that result, but. They scored, they, they scored three touchdowns in the fourth to in like late in the fourth quarter to blow that game open. Oh man, I see. I should have took them. Fuck. All right, whatever. Two pick sixes, like really. No, Maryland is uh, stomping Kent State right now, which is kind of they supposed they're supposed to they're supposed to. All right, game one. The, uh, the newly added stats are on the screen, so we don't have to work make work uh, Bear Man too hard. We have the zero and two Indianapolis Colts. Traveling down to Music City to go to the uh, Tennessee Titans. Adam Gase is not coaching. Thank you for that uh, research, Stephen. Uh, we have a lovely game here. Uh, the percentages, we have Tennessee at 65% winning percentage, covering the spread at 52%. And the line we have is Tennessee by six, uh, under over 48 which one? The amazing, the, the amazing thing is, is that they still saying it's a possibility that Carson Wentz might play this damn game. He is listed as questionable. We have injuries for both teams. Uh, Jordan Glasgow, linebacker, out. Braden Smith, foot, thumb, out for the Colts. Questionable Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz 
both ankles. How he is questionable. He sprained both ankles. Not one, but both. Uh, for the for the, the how? How? for the Tennessee Titans, we have uh, Caleb Caleb Farley out. Anthony Fersker, tight end, knee out. Uh, Derek Robertson, um, outside linebacker, knee out. Questionable, Bud Dupree, knee. Um, yeah, this may be a... This, can, can we call this one of the uh, bruised peach games? Look. If Carson Wentz plays, he's not going to be Carson Wentz. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. There's no way he's going to be able to move. Secondly... The code second, I mean, the Titan secondary is horrific, like legit horrific. Even though they, even though they won in Seattle last week, because what did they do? Well, what, what did what did I say was the key of beat Seattle in Seattle? Running King Henry. And what did they do? King Henry. They ran King Henry. So this one of those games is like, hmm, you can't trust the Titans defense, but. The coast even might be on the field a lot longer because what if it's Jacob Eason? What if it's uh Sam Ellinger? Yeah, I believe that's the third string quarterback for the Colts, am I correct? From Texas? Uh, I'm not sure. And you talking and you and there's a possibility Carson still might play. So it's one of those you just like Ricky said, it's one of those is you pick and you just hope for the best because Man, one of these two teams gonna happily win the LC South by default. We don't believe in Jacksonville. Houston has all kinds of quarterback problems. So I'm just gonna pick Tennessee just for the hell of it. They at home. Bearman, I'm gonna leave this one to you first. I I, I will say this. I have a uh, quite a mixed bag on this this lovely kibosh. Darnell just just said it. It's quite simply put, uh, the quarterback situation with the Indianapolis Colts is just so stressful. You know, and just to confirm, uh, Sam Ellinger is actually on injured reserve. He's been on injured reserve since I believe September second. So the quarterback situation is so blank that we we don't know what to expect. And I saw a headline that head coach Frank Reich is not ready to officially name a starter. That's just how stressful the situation is. So that being said, I mean, I'm going to have to – it's, you know, just like out the door, Tennessee. I mean, King Henry ought to have another good game, and Tennessee ought to come to this game highly motivated. But still, don't want to take anything lightly, but I would still believe Tennessee's coming in motivated. Let's, uh, let's analyze this lovely situation because I see a lot of people with the under in this game. This is potentially going to be one of those OMG moments where we possibly could see not only Carson Wentz re-sprain his ankle again, but you hear that like OMG uh, Dak Prescott thing from uh, last year with Carson Wentz. Um, I'm looking at that as very, very possible. Tennessee, even though their secondary is uh, garbage, um, (laughs) I will say that they still do have a potentially. Oh, what, what, what is that word you just use? Garbage. Garbage. If you're trying to imitate a French accent, you need to work on that, brother. No, 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 no. I'm speaking Brooklynese. People will understand what I'm talking so, about. What, what, is, what is that mess, though? Garbage and what? Um, it is just a uh, a, a little bit more uh, bougie way of saying the word garbage. Garbage. Okay. 
Okay. Um, I'm I'm pretty much gonna say here. Uh, I, I'm looking for a possibility of Indy going zero and three, and we will say that the uh, King Henry effect will be very large. Um, yeah, Mark has just confirmed the uh, garbage comment. Um, and we have a little bunch of new people in here. I'll shout them out in a few minutes. <sighs> By, I think I said, wait, what was it, six I said? Um, I don't, uh, I'll, I'll honestly say this. I don't think this game is going to be by six. Um, and for those that are on the betting lines, this is what I usually do for a, a, a semi-living. I do make picks. Um, 48 points. Definitely. I would go um, probably about 40, maybe I'll take Tennessee laying the six, uh, 27, 13 around that. But I think King, King Henry is going to be the, uh, key piece. And I don't think Ryan Tannenhill has a, uh, enough wavos, uh, to throw against this Colts defense. Nope. Not at all. All right. Let's shout out some people. Stephen Walbin, Mark Braverman, Daniel Medley is in the house. Uh, we got Lars the Viking in the house. Josh Kirby, what's doing? And uh, that's it. But uh, you guys could... Oh, Meesey's in the house. Meesey's in the house. Yay. We got the whole... We got almost the entire pipe bomb family in here. Big game tonight for them Sooners. Mm. I'm so happy that you're, that you're tuning in, Josh. It's good to Big see you, brother. Big game tonight for them Sooners. We got Ronnie's in the house, too. And please, everybody, share this thing out. Because uh, I just found out that uh, Pipe Bomb Radio is now trending on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So uh, that is now our second show in two weeks that is currently trending amongst the internet. This show and uh, Pipe Bomb Radio NYC. So you know, Ricky, I've been sharing this out as well. been messaging some of my closest friends. Not going to stop, brother. Not going to stop. Nicole, thank you for popping in. Uh, we wish you could stay a little bit longer if you if you had the chance. Next up. Um, I don't really want to stay on this game too long. <laughs> uh, 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 wait a minute. So, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, 0-2. I hit the New York Giants, 0-2. And guess what today? And guess what that game is going to be mostly about? Eli Manny. Getting his jersey retired. How you like that? You you you'd kind of hope and pray that the Giants actually step up throughout this game. And for those betting, uh, the Giants are favored to win by fifty two percent, but Atlanta will be covering the points at fifty four percent. Dang, what's the spread? Uh, the spread for the Giants game is actually only three points. And the under over is uh, 47 and a half. We bumped that to uh, 48 because uh, you cannot score a half point in the NFL, you pricks. Um, the no fun league. I will tell you this. Um, I- I'm going to give a little bit of an outlook on this first. Somebody's got to win a game unless it's miraculously like a 17-17 tie after overtime. Which no, hey, 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 don't don't bring that up. We don't, um, we don't, we don't want to speak to existence here. Come on, what are you doing? Wouldn't it just be only carte blanche that these both teams are so crappy that they finish in a 17-17 tie? Would you hey, would, hey, would you really be that upset if it ended in a 17-17 tie? Hey, the hey, day hey, the you know day. Come on now. 
Gotta be nice. My sister's a Falcons fan. Gotta be um, nice. We shouldn't even be talking about this game. This game will not even make one of my screens tomorrow. How about that? You got like 32 screens. I don't know how. It won't. I listen, I, I I'm not making any offense to this. I would rather watch fencing than this game. And I have no clue what fencing he's about. What the I'm going on mute. Bearman, do you want to give us a little bit of output on this Atlanta Giants game? Hold on, you picking you picking the Giants, right? Um I'm getting to that, brother. I'm no, I'm talking to him. He went no, he went first. Um I'll be honest with you. It would be just it would just be ironic if You gotta pick, so <laughs> you ain't getting out of this way. You gotta pick. I, again, like this is one of the games we really shouldn't be covering. It should have been like last on the list. Um You wanted the order of the games. I gave you the order of the games. Well, I, I actually also once again went off the uh the NFL.com thing. Where do you think I got it from? Um, well, okay. So Russell Gage is out. AJ Terrell and Frank Darby is out for the Falcons. Uh, questionable Ebner, Ev- um, Evan Ingram, and Kenny Galladay, which they can't get him into the off- offense, period. Um, Jason, we are getting to that. We're going down the uh, schedule in uh, somewhat order. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, the battle who sucks. I love it, Mark. I love it. The battle who sucks. Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm regretfully picking the New York Giants. He picked the Giants. I'm regretfully you, picking the number? Giants. And, number, it's, and I even caught the fact he said he regretfully does it. So anyway, first of all, I want to give a shout out to John Long, one of my good friends, for tuning in. John, it's good to see you, brother. Thank you for tuning in. You know, and and I love how Mark. It titles this game as the battle of, you know, who really sucks. And Mark, uh, not to outshine anything, but I prefer to say, you know, the battle of the jabronis. But um, I also do want to mention, and I'm going to shout out Daniel Medley, because if he does this throughout the rest of the show, I will be very giggly. Um, he says that this game will be a 35-35 tie, both teams turning the ball over four times. Um Again, I I don't even think thirty five thirty five. I think seventeen seventeen would be more apropos uh, than anything else. Uh, sh- shout out to Chris Jericho for using apropos. Um, <laughs> there's always going to be some type of wrestling thing going on. Well, there is. But uh, anyway, I, I I again, like this game will not make my screen. Like so far, hey, the indie the hey, indie game probably will. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, but it, 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 you know, it, it's not your fault, Ricky. The adrenaline is just, you know, it's out of your control, brother. And I, I feel that. But anyway, you know, <laughs> and, you know, Mark seems to agree. I mean, yeah, Mark said it good, but the best way to do it is just, you know, the battle of the Drabonis. But the Giants have a lot of problems. And this is actually something I want. This is why I want Steve Waldman to be on my Cowboys show. And I, I'd like to have him on it when we recap the NFC East. So if we do anything with the Cowboys and Giants game, the problem with the Giants is the freaking play caller, Jason Garrett. Okay, the dude is stuck in the 1990s, okay? But I still believe that the Giants are obviously going to, you know, have the better chance of winning. I mean, in the Giants' case, if Eli Manning's jersey is being retired and they lose it in an embarrassing way, that's definitely not going to be good. But, look, whether we like Daniel Jones or not, Daniel Jones can make good plays, but I think the Giants will win this game. But there's still going to be a lot of questionable play calling that's going to make us scratch our heads. And in some of the cases of the Giants or some Cowboy fans, because, you know, a lot of us still hate Jason Garrett, we probably always will. 
we'll ask ourselves, what the hell was that? I, I just want to point. I just want to point out that I am taking the under for this game, and uh, as much as we want to blame uh, Mister uh, J J G for half of the crap that he does, if the uh, Giants players don't perform, um, maybe they should be playing in the uh, CFL. Yeah. Um, but the seal of the deal, yeah. I got the Giants. I mean, the, as far as the as far as the the difference between the two is the Giants have a bit more uh, weapons, especially on the offense, than the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons. It's th- there's too many unanswered questions. There's too many unknown circumstances. So yeah, I I, I don't see how the Falcons have a chance. So I'm gonna go with the G man. And Mark, it's always good to see you, brother. But Darnell, are you uh, are you are you picking the uh, Bruce the Peach game of the week? <laughs> So these two teams were two of my dumbass picks in week one, right? Yeah, I believe so. Who I picked? I picked the Giants over the Broncos, dummy. And I picked the Falcons over the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So both of them have pretty much stuck you in the balloon nut. Eli J- Jersey game retired. Jason Gary is the offensive coordinator for the Giants. Hold on, what's that uh, injury report again that you just threw out there? Uh, we have Russell Gage and Frank Darby at wideouts out. C- AJ Terrell, cornerback, out for the Falcons. Cam Brown out for the Giants. Uh, Ebner, Evan Ingram, and Kenny Galladay questionable. Ah. <sighs> You know what, sis? I'm right with your Falcons on this one. And if she doesn't, she'll probably if they don't win, she'll still probably whoop your ass. Okay. Next up, I see this is one of the top five games of the week. It is the divisional matchup of the LA Chargers traveling to one of the loudest stadiums ever in American football history. The Kansas City Chiefs. We have uh, Kansas City's winning percentage at 65%, covering at 51%. The NFL Vegas betting odds for KC and the Chargers is Kansas City by a touchdown, 55 points scored. Who would love to go on this one? So we have two teams Uh, coming off. Okay, Darnell. Two teams coming off a... Shocking losses. Chargers losing to the Cowboys at the last second. Awful grades on our field goal. Go ahead and give you a round of applause, Bear Man. Even though you picked the Chargers. I mean, hey, Greg Sirline, that's a guy you're very familiar with, Darnell. So uh, sure yeah, you, would, you would have more faith in him than I did. Was wasn't he the kicker that ended the Rams season last year and then began the fucking season for the Cowboys this year in the same stadium? No, that's the year before. No, 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 no. Because Zerline was the kicker for the uh the Rams last year, correct? No. Zerline signed, signed with the Cowboys in the 2020 offseason. I believe 2019 was the final year that Zerline yeah, was with the Rams. 20, 2019. Yeah. 2019. But continue, playmaker. And shouts out to Lamar Jackson. Finally got one over Patrick Mahomes. First first loss for Patrick Mahomes in September. First interception he threw in September. I landed a lot of first happened last Sunday night. <laughs> Now we got both teams facing each other. AFC West, one of the toughest divisions out there. Uh, I love Justin Herbert. Y'all know how much I love Justin Herbert. Yeah, we know. But <laughs> it's, still, it's still September, right? Yeah. And it's an arrowhead, right? Yeah. 
I gotta well, go Kansas City. You know, I, I, you know what I hate about the way that they do stadiums now? It is now called G-E-H-A Field at Arrowhead Stadium. And it's still Arrowhead. That's all I need to know. They're a bunch of idiots. Just and call it Arrowhead Stadium. Why do they just not call it Arrowhead Stadium? Pains in the yeah. ass. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pick my homes over Herbert. I'm sorry, that pains me to say that, but I gotta pick Kansas City. I'm not surprised you did. By the way, yeah. there is a there is a bet in the chat, Darnell. Oh Lord, this is the bet between you and Mr. Stephen Waldman proposed. This is a proposed bet on the show. Okay, no monetary value uh, value involved. He says, you have to eat a raw onion on arch rivals if the Giants beat the Falcons. And if it's vice versa, he will put a, a Rams profile picture for a day. No. Do we up it for a week? No. I'll negotiate. No. You can't do an onion? I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> The fact that I had to pick that damn game so, was disgusting. So, so there's there's no negotiating. There's there's nothing that can be done, right, Darnell? No, I flipped the coin and I picked the Falcons. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, I flipped the coin. I flipped the Falcons. If you're that by confident, the way, then fine. We'll by, leave it at that. By the way, we are now being tagged on every major sports network by the guys in the chat. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate it. Okay, guys, you know, you know, how, you know how hard it is to pick against, pick against two dumb teams right now. <laughs> Um, okay, so this is my little outplay. Bearman, did you throw a, a pick out on the shed? Oh, not yet, but may I go? Yes, sure. All right, well, you know, as you, uh, a, a friendly reminder from you, uh, Ricky, is that uh, Patrick Mahomes was undefeated in September. I guess that was until last week. So that means that Patrick Mahomes is pretty fucking mad, as are, as are the entire Chiefs. So, <laughs> I mean, look. This game, I mean, look, the Chargers are the Chargers, okay? I, I don't care how good the Chiefs look, okay? The Chargers are not going to go away, okay? You got to make them go away, especially in the case of Justin Herbert. But in the case of the Chargers is no stupid penalties like those costly unsportsmanlike conduct. You know, the coaching needs to do a better job in the Chargers, okay? But I have to go with the Chiefs because it's their turf, and, you know, it's a loud stadium, so the Chiefs are holding the cards, but I do expect the Chargers to put up a hell of a fight. But I think the Chiefs are, are going to escape the way that I'm. And I'm going to use that term loosely, guys. Escape. Ah. Uh, he said the Chiefs escape at home. Well, I'm going to I'm going to go with uh, a little it's bit. Hard of to, a, it's hard to escape the lightning storm. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's kind of a, this. I will say this. This this pick is a gut punch right now because I know this is going to be a really really good game. And uh, the Chiefs are notorious for not having a great run defense. Hey, you're going to have Tony Romo calling call the game. I could listen again. It's going to be how much you're going to have Austin Eckler running around in the field, or he's running the ball, or he's catching it out of the backfield because it's almost the similar Carolina setup on that offense. Um, Chargers don't have Chris Harris. Uh, Justin Jones is doubtful. Joey Bosa, questionable. Key piece there for uh, the Mahomes running uh, around deal. Um, Doubtful for Frank Clark with a hamstring. Chris Jones with a wrist. Uh, Shavarius Ward, quad. Um, That's already three key defenders for that game. 
Daniel, I totally agree with that because I do not like Colin Cowherd. He is a uh, overblown doof. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta praise Daniel. I mean, Daniel's just you know helping us big time. Daniel, God bless you, brother. Well, Daniel understands what we're trying to do here. Amen. I think he meant, I think he meant Fox. I don't think he meant ESPN. Um, either way, Colin Cowherd should be uh, in a dumpster fire in the middle of like Midwest uh, Virginia. I just picked a state out randomly, so if it, I downed your state, don't take it personally. Um, Kansas City by seven. Um, I'm not feeling the spread, to be honest. I think this game actually might be a lot closer than people think. So I would probably take the uh, Chargers getting the points. KC winning and the over at 55. Yeah, I... Mm. No, I'm taking the under on this. This is going to be 51 points tops. I don't see any any, any type of virtual blowout. So, so, uh, so it seems that you you also believe the Chargers will fight. I, I, again, there's a lot of things that the Kansas City's defense has to really take into account. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, Keenan Allen is going to be one of those big pieces. Mike Williams is going to be a big piece to see if he uh, if he can run loose. The Chargers offense isn't the Kansas City offense, but if they go and isolate again, the Cheetah like they did the last, uh, like it happened on Monday night, or I know, I know, sorry, not Monday night, Sunday night football, the Chiefs might actually be in trouble here. So I'm again, like I'm saying, like 51 points total, 27, 24. Um, like you probably said, KC's probably going to escape. Um, I'm not going to doubt Patrick Mahomes. He's uh, obviously only 11 and one in September. So, yep, I'm going to go uh, Kansas City, San Diego getting points and the under. Next up, oh my God, I never thought I would even have to worry about this game here. Funny how things change. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yes, Cincinnati at Buffalo. Uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Bearman, you go. You gonna go first, but I'm gonna give out all the news and notes. All right. <laughs> all right. So Ben is dealing with a left foot tour most. He's doing everything he can to play. Most likely a game time decision. If not, it'll be Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins playing. T.J. Watt was downgraded to out. I believe yesterday or earlier or earlier this morning. He's out. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. They are thriving. They are playing. They coming off a win. At uh no, they come off a loss at Chicago while Pittsburgh is coming off a loss at home to the Raiders. So both teams are one and one AOC North battle. It's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out in the Steel City. Go ahead, Bear Man. Well, based on uh, everything uh, you just announced, again, the whole situation. Excuse me, situation with Ben Roethlisberger. Well, I mean, Cincinnati is obviously coming off a uh, bad loss to the Chicago Bears, and I'm still affected by that and I think and you know why Darnell but we don't need to get into that um with TJ Watt ruled out that's definitely a huge major blow for the Steeler defense because TJ Watt is the golden child of the Steeler defense so without him you know I believe he's he's actually their sack leader and he's one of the top guys in the sack in, the, in sacks right now you know it's still early the season but with Joe Burrow I expect him to have a good game and with the with the injuries to the Steelers you know, I, I, I'm going to make a tough decision, but I think Cincinnati is going to pull it off. 
I mean, Joe Burrow is going to have one of these games where it's going to be like he's a he's the hero in a freaking movie, in a thriller film. The Pittsburgh Steelers have some flat tires that they really are going to be concerned with tomorrow against the Cincinnati Bungles. Uh, that's why I have to go with Cincinnati because we don't know if Ben Roethlisberger will play. Like Darnell said, it's a, it's probably a game-time decision. Yes, but also at the same rate, the Steelers know Deontay Johnson. He's out. No Alex Highsmith. Out. Carlos Davis. Out. TJ Watt. Out. The Bengals don't have anything, um, I mean, substantially. Uh Trey Waynes is gone for the is going to be listed as doubtful tomorrow with a hammy. T. Higgins may not play. Shoulder injury. Uh, offensive line. They have a uh, banged up thing there. I, I again, like I look at the numbers, like Cincinnati winning winning percentage at fifty one percent, and the uh, the cover for fifty five percent, and the spreads only three points for the game, and it's Pittsburgh favorite at home. God damn. 43 under over? Mm. Under definitely, I'm looking at. I don't have any, I, I will be honest, I really do not have any faith in Joe Burrow at this point. I don't, I, I don't, like, I don't have faith in Joe Burrow because they, they, if you actually saw that game from last week, he had three picks and a lot of the receivers weren't even close. I really think that Joe Burrow is still trying to get back into the swing of things after that knee injury from last year. They says it takes it takes about a year and a year of a play to fairly get back to yourself. I actually am probably going to agree with Jason on this. I'm going to take the Steelers, but I'm going to take the Steelers uh, given the three points. And I'm as gonna far take, as the recovery take, process of a torn ACL, let's not forget Adrian Peterson. Quickly recover from a torn ACL. Adrian Peterson is a genetic beast because he's tore his knee up quite a few times, and he still is just ridiculous. Even at his age, he's ridiculous. He's Thirty-eight now, I believe, right? Um, I know he's been uh, he's been doing well. Darnell, who are you picking? Pittsburgh. You know why? For whatever reason, Cincinnati can't beat Pittsburgh, no matter what. Something goes wrong, and Pittsburgh wins. Um, I believe Cincinnati did beat Pittsburgh last year. I believe so. I don't remember what the uh, the matchups are. I'm trying to do it without getting any videos played in the background. All right. Next up. The team that haunts the Bear Man's nightmares, the Chicago Bears traveling to the dog pound in Cleveland against the Cleveland Browns. Both teams come in at one and one. Uh, the Bookers have uh, Cleveland winning at 63%, uh, Chicago covering the spread at 52%. And the line for the game consensus is uh, 45 under over. Cleveland minus eight. Bearman. There's no Jarvis Landry for Cleveland. But OBJ is active for Cleveland. Uh, there's been no update on Baker Mayfield, so it seems like he's good to go. I would imagine so. Well, at least they didn't sprain both ankles. 
<laughs> Would you let that go? No. And uh, guess what, there, man? Chicken butt. Guess who's starting at quarterback for the Chicago Bears? Uh, let me guess. Oh yeah, Mr. Kyle Fields. Justin Fields. <laughs> oh my God, brain. Sorry, guys, brain fart. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Andy Dalton cannot go, and they didn't want to give the reins to Nick Foles. So it's Justin Fields show against the Cleveland Browns on the road in Ohio. By the way, what did what did Justin Fields come from? The Ohio State University. Ohio State. So his last game that he actually literally played was in Ohio. For the Buckeyes, and the last and his opening start is in Ohio. I like how that works out. What are the odds? I don't like this because I think this is what Matt Nagy was trying to avoid. Because uh, it is Cleveland, you do have a uh, Miles Garrett on one side and Jadavion Clay on the other side coming, and uh, I'm going to take Cleveland. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you, playmaker. I have to go with Cleveland because it. The question is, I mean, it's still argued. A lot of a lot of folks believe that Mr. Fields. In case I don't mess up the name, I'll just call him Mr. Fields if that's cool. It's it's un it's unclear or it's debatable whether Mr. Fields is ready for the NFL or not. This game is probably going to make it quite clear whether he is or not. So it, it it's going to be a we'll have to wait and see situation. But because Mr. Fields is under tremendous pressure, because this deep Browns defense, whether I mean, whether you like it or not, it's pretty damn good. So the odds are not in his favor. He's under tremendous pressure. He's a rookie, so I think the Browns are going to win. Okay, the Yoda has stepped up to the uh, podium. I don't trust any one of these teams. I know it's week three. Teams should be kind of. Uh, in motion, but I'm going to track back to week two. If Tyrod Taylor didn't get hurt, the Browns are 0-2. Just know this. If Tyrod Taylor doesn't get hurt last week, the Cleveland Browns are 0-2. The Bears are banged up. They are a mash unit waiting to happen. No Andy Andy Dalton. Uh, Tyshawn Gibson, doubtful. A crap load of players on their questionable list. Browns are going to be without um, offensive lineman Chris Hubbard and linebacker Sione Takitaki. Sounds like a potato chip. Uh, I don't know. I, I after after Cincinnati kind of like uh, screwed. Would you just make a pick, jeez? I don't have faith in either team. I wish they would both be. Yeah, we went through the same thing with the Giants and the Falcons. You still got to choose. Browns, but not covering. See, that was not hard. It is very hard. I have a reputation to uphold. Okay. We move on from that to another squash. Baltimore at Detroit. Baltimore 1-1. Lions 0-2. This is one of the highest win percentages I've ever seen, ever, picking games. Baltimore at 70% and covering the line at 51%. So the game uh, line is, believe it or not, Baltimore minus 8, under over 50. 
Who would like to go for this one? I might as well. Well, the Detroit Lions defense, that's the problem. And then you got a, a high-powered Ravens offense despite the injury. So, just get straight to the point. Because uh, might as well. So, Ravens, bro. Darnell? Jared Goff or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. All right. So I'm assuming Buffalo big. I mean, Baltimore big. I don't care. I say, this, I say this is going to be a, a lot different game than a lot of other people expect. Because Detroit is actually capable of putting up some points. And with the news now that they uh, the Ravens have also placed Brendan Williams, uh, Justin, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. He's probably going to come to my house and murder me. Uh, Justin Matabuki. Uh, Justin Houston and Jalen Ferguson are now going on the uh, global bastard list. That's already four, including the laundry list of no Ronnie Staley, no Derek Wolf, um, questionable of Chris Board, Pernell McPhee. List goes on and on. Mar Mar Marquise Brown, Hollywood is going to be on there for a ankle injury. Hey, Andre Richardson, thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you. And top it all off, I'll tell you this. Lions looked pretty good through three quarters against Green Bay. But then again, it's Green Bay. They've put up 33 points against the San Francisco 49ers. Thank you, Kobe, for coming in. Pittsburgh fan, even though he's in Detroit, I give you tons of respect for that. Because I'm a Patriots fan in New York. Just knows. Um... Ravens win, but don't cover. It's a very big possibility. Um, eight points. No, I'm going to go take Baltimore, giving the points. On both. But uh, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than everybody thinks. I really do. We all own the Ravens, the Ravens. All right. Here comes the uh, clusterfuck from the Razor. New Orleans, one and one. Patriots, one and one. Games in the Razor at Foxborough. They have New Orleans winning 53% and covering the line at 57%, which is a little bananas. Okay, so we have Jameis Winston, who... Beat up on Green Bay, even though he didn't throw for 200 yards, but he threw five touchdowns, and then goes to Carolina, and he gets beat up on. That's how we get the one away. New England. Miami did just enough in first period to get you. Just enough. And then you make Zach Wilson look like a rookie that he's supposed to be in, because that's what Bill Belichick does to rookies. He makes them look like garbage. By throwing multiple interceptions. In this case, Zach Wilson threw four. So that's how y'all got the one on one. So the question is, Bear Man, which one on one team do we like more from what we've seen? Is it the Saints or is it the Patriots? I got to go with the Saints. He's picking the Saints on the road, too. That's in, that is in Foxborough, right? Yeah. Mm, he's going to New Orleans. 
I like I like the I like the guts. I like the guts. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Number one, Jameis Winston is not Zach Wilson. And the Saints are not the New York Jets. That's, uh, that's what I'm going to say. That's true. That's true. Okay. But, um, now I don't expect the Saints to go up to New England and just control the entire gridiron. They might control it gleefully, but the Patriots aren't going to go away. Now, we all know the Patriots are not what they were a few years ago. They're not in that top dominant form, but New Orleans really has a chance. And the question is, can they get it done? Can this defense kind of really control Mac Jones, force turnovers, do all that, and Jameis Winston have a good game? So if if they can, they win. There's a lot of unanswered questions, but I really feel more comfortable going with the Saints. I mean, no disrespect, Ricky. Listen, you have to you have to look at it this way, and this is the way I will always look at it. Foxborough is one of the toughest places to play. It is notorious for teams coming in that are normally used to playing in a dome, which we know now that the Saints will not be home for even longer than what it was expected. Okay? It's Bill Belichick. Obviously, Jameis Winston, we've seen the Jekyll and Hyde the first two games. Plain and simple. We've seen, oh, I could throw five bombs for 147 yards only because I had a short field. The Patriots defense did improve a ton with four turnovers last week. Yes, it was the New York Jets. Again, just end the season. However, again, you have the Alvin Kamara effect. You have the Damian Harris effect. Numbers-wise, you got to understand that uh, obviously Belichick is preparing for one of the roughest stretches in the season because he's got New Orleans and Tampa back-to-back. As much as I would say that we want to sit here and probably play the uh, Jameis Winston game, I disagree. I'm going the Pats. They're a home fave with three points, and I think the uh, Patriots defense is going to stand up a lot more than what a lot of people think. And the, uh, I have the over, by the way. Okay. Just a quick pick because I don't think we really need to talk about this very much. Arizona at Jacksonville. Winning percentage for Arizona, 71%. Arizona covering at 50%, uh, 56%. Cardinals are 2-0. Jacksonville 0-2. And the uh, the line is Arizona by eight, under over 52. Anybody? Uh, if everybody's on Arizona, say aye. 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 There you go. Aye, well, aye. I love, uh, may, may I at least give a brief explanation to why I'm going with Arizona, gentlemen? Sure. Because number one, Kyler Murray's on fire, and as is DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, and the Arizona defense is pretty freaking good. So basically, the point is Arizona's got a lot going with them, and it's going well. And the Jaguars have a lot going on, but it's not going well. So the team with everything going well has a higher chance of winning. So that's why there's there's honestly no way that Arizona can lose this game. So get straight to the point. 
Arizona's Arizona. Kyler Murray, I expect him to have a good game through the air and on the running game. Darnell, I see one problem with this game. I can care less. Why is Arizona only favored by eight? I can care less. That gives me a little bit of a red flag for the game, by the way. As much as I know Arizona is going to win, there is a red flag with them only giving eight points. That 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 is a uh, red flag. No joke. If Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer get their first win over the Arizona Cardinals, Arizona going to feel it from the media. Okay, moving on. The Washington football team versus the Buffalo Bills up in Orchard Park. For some reason, the feed on my phone is going bananas. Uh, So apologies to anybody if it keeps feeding. I don't know why it's doing that, but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we have Buffalo with a winning percentage at 63%. Washington covering the spread at 53%. Both teams are one and one. We have Buffalo minus seven under over 46. So Buffalo lost the game to a Pittsburgh when they controlled the first half and couldn't do nothing in the second half. And then they took it out on Miami, what we talked about earlier again, past New England Patriots. Then we get to the Washington football team, who still doesn't have a name. They lose to the Chargers on opening week. And the Giants being the Giants, they went on Thursday night the following week. Buffalo. Even though Washington does have a defense, I'm still taking Josh Allen. I agree with you, Darnell. The Washington defense is... It's still good, but they are being a bit overwhelmed. And the, and the fact that they got a bit overwhelmed against the Chargers and against the Giants, now they're playing Buffalo. Now, Buffalo is not the Chargers, and they are sure as hell they are not the Giants. So I believe if the Washington defense gets destroyed, it's going to show signs that they're on their way to just imploding. So... But, you know, Buffalo, I, I just can't see him losing this game. I mean, I still believe that the Washington defense is be, going to be able to sack the quarterback a couple of times. They might be able to force a few turnovers. I mean, that's what they're going to have to do. But I think at the end, Buffalo is going to be too much for them, especially for Josh Allen. But Josh Allen is going to have to connect and make some good plays. And the running game for Buffalo is going to have to do the same. And for Washington, if Tyler Heineke – and do what he did in the playoffs, you know, really challenge. I mean, we're in for a good game, but I think Buffalo, under the circumstances, Buffalo comes out on top. The Redskins have shown a lot of resilience this year for first two games. Hey, you, you can't you can't use that word. You can't use that resilience? word. Resilience? No, you caught you caught them by the old name. I don't care. You know, you can't use, you can't say. That. I don't care because no. I just saw a logo that matches the Washington football team on the bottom half of our uh, ticker. You know, Washington, who have the exact same logo as the Washington football team. Hello, how much of a copy copyright crap ass could you do that? Um, again, they have been Washington has been really resilient throughout the entire year so far. 
I, I believe the uh, Heineke experiment experiment is working as much as I would love to love to love to love to see uh, Mr. Ryan Fitzmagic freaking do his deal. Uh, I got to tell you, Buffalo has actually been pretty balanced. The defense is pretty good. I don't know how much of a difference they're going to make against Buffalo's wide receivers, wide receiving core. Uh, Buffalo really, it, Buffalo's going to win the game, but I think it's not going to be. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's going to be seven points though. I'd say maybe four or five tops, but Washington's Washington's offense is pretty good, and that, their 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 defense is pretty solid. So I think it's going to be a, one of those close games. Um. All right. We got the four o'clock slate finally. The New York Jets just end the season traveling to Denver, Colorado. I'm hoping it snows. Um, I guess the Denver Broncos. Yes, I really hope it snows. In September. Um, it's happened before. It's happened. It, it's it's right. snowed in, in in April. So why All right, not we in September? Gonna, all right, we're gonna do what we did last time. Everybody in favor of the Denver Broncos say aye. Aye. Uh, aye. Aye, aye. Aye, aye, sir. Um, just to let everybody know what the line is, because I do have to make this pick. It is the uh, Denver Broncos by 10 and a half, 42 points. Ooh. Uh, no, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'll actually take the Jets getting the points. And I think it's going to be the uh, the under. All right, that was easy. I well, love Denver's, this game. Denver's Denver's really gonna have a fun time playing against a terrible Jets team at home. Listen, if they waxed the Giants the way they did in Week One, and they uh, went to Jacksonville and did the same, um, it, that just might be a minor stepping stone. And once again, Jet fans, just because we skipped over the game, I'm going to mention this: get off the ledge. You are rebuilding. You're putting in a brand new system with a brand new head coach, offensive coordinator. Give it some time. If you jump off the ledge and they win five games, that was your problem. Okay, Miami at Vegas. This took a very, very big downfall. As All right, go ahead. Give them the line and I get the news. Miami is actually... Um, it's Vegas favored by four, 44 under over. No, to a tongue about Lord, that means Jacoby Brissett gets the start for the Dolphins. They still have a good defense, they still have a ton of receiving Devontae Parker, who's trying to emerge as what he should be. Can't sleep on Miami, regardless of what's going on. Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders looking pretty good through the first two games. Beating Lamar Jackson and the Ravens on Monday Night Football to open the Monday Night Slate, and then going to Pittsburgh and take care of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Steel City. Like I said, you can't sleep on Miami, but uh, Bear Man, I'm gonna ride the hot hand. I'm gonna ride with Derek Carr and the Raiders. Well, like you said, the Raiders are doing pretty good. Good on offense, good on defense, and you know, for in Miami, you know, without Tua, it's bad enough that Tua is so injury prone and. Now, now that two is on injured reserve, a lot of people on Twitter are, are flirting with the possibility of Deshaun Watson leaving Houston to go to South Beach. So, as far as that goes, well, you know, I don't know, so I'm not even going to get into it. 
But yeah, it's straightforward. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't see how Miami has a shot. So yeah, I have to go with the Las Vegas. I'm going with the Raiders. I have the feeling that the they, the Raiders are on a hot hand right now. And I mean, there's just not really much to explain. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, no. Let's let's not uh, let's not put into perspective the fact that. Uh, the Raiders are not going to have Josh Jacobs probably tomorrow. He's listed as doubtful. Uh, two of their starting safeties are probably going to be out. No Richie Incognito still. But they do have Derek Carr. They have Hunter Renfro. They have Darren Waller. They have Henry Ruggs III. I would love to see this wide receiving core and the offense go against that vaunted uh, Miami Dolphins defense that gave the Patriots fits week one. But at this point, yes, Jacoby Brissett is starting. I would like to see the run game try to actually uh, do something against this Raiders front seven. But Vegas at home in the black hole, the new black hole. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going Raiders, but uh, I don't think it makes the over. I think this game's going to be under. Okay. Where'd the mouse go? All right, there it is. Next. Seattle versus Minnesota. Vikings 0-2. Seattle Seahawks 1-1. Seattle with the win percentage at 53%. Miami covering at 51%. I want to start off with Darnell on this one because this one here is listed at Seattle minus 2. Seattle coming off a horrible loss because King Henry almost ran for 200 yards on them. Three touchdowns. And set up the game with the field goal for the Tennessee Titans. In Seattle, by the way. Minnesota played a hell of a game against the Cardinals. Fought back and forth. Ricky. Yes. You can you can tell Jamal this. Kirk Cousins was not the problem. Kirk Cousins put that team in position to score points, and they did. If the defense will stop giving up points, maybe they win that game. That's just how that one goes. So shout out to Cut Curse. Now you at home, now you got the Seattle Seahawks. We know we know Wilson was gonna do Wilson Wilson things. We know that. But but can Dalvin Cook do what King Harry did last week? This is gonna be a fight to the finish. And I'm picking the Seahawks. Bear man. Well, uh, speaking of Dalvin Cook, is, uh, what's, uh, what's the status of his health? Questionable with an ankle. Okay. Well, the fact that it's an ankle, even if he plays, the fact that his ankle is banged up, it's already a problem. So the Vikings need to be balanced on, on the offense. You know, the running game and the passing game, but the defense needs to make stops, force uh, force turnovers, and sack the damn quarterback. If they can't do that, they're not going to win. But, uh, you know, just like to remind everybody else, Kirk Cousins is not the damn problem because, you know, he did play good. But, you know, the kicker obviously could make the damn kick. But, you know, the defense, you know, not being able to stop, you know, puts them in that position. So, that being said, if the running game can't go – if the if Vikings defense can't do any can't stop you know Russell Wilson you know they have to deal with you know Lockett and 
everybody else, it's going to be tough, but I, I have Seattle coming out on top. I mean, Minnesota is definitely going to put up the fight, but Minnesota just does not have any good luck. No Anthony Barr. No Harrison Hand on defense for the Minnesota Vikings. Mm, DJ Metcalf? Yep. Tyler Lockett? Yeah. Yep. Chris Carson? Yeah. Um, I believe Jimmy Graham is still in Seattle. Is he still in Seattle or is he in um, Chicago or wherever you go? Sat down. Sat down. He's with Chicago. Pissed off Seattle Seattle offense. Put up all those points. Couldn't put away the Titans. Yeah, Seattle definitely dropping the points. Easy. Okay. Game of the week. Tampa Bay, 2-0. L.A. Rams, 2-0. Win percentage from Vegas. Tampa Bay, 54% covering. 51% with Tampa Bay. Game is in L.A., which makes it marquee for a uh, 425 matchup, which I probably would have made this the Thursday Night Football originally, but that didn't happen. I'll let Darnell lead on this one. Take it away, playmaker. All right. Take it away, brother. There's been a question that people in the sports world like to ask. Who is the... Who has the best chance of marking out Brady in the books? A lot of people like saying the Kansas City Chiefs because they want that rematch because what they did to Patrick Mahomes it was surprising, said at least. But Bearman, do you know what team that gave Brady his worst performance as a Buccaneer? Cowboys? No. <laughs> well, for this week. The Los Angeles Rams. Do you know what? <laughs> do you remember having on Monday Night Football last year? Oh, yeah, that one. I, I I wasn't sure if you were referring to last, this year or last year, but yeah. No, since Brady has been a Buccaneer. All right, yeah, that Rams game, yeah. Completed 50, I believe it was 54% of his passes that game. Didn't throw for 300 yards. Threw two picks. Battery, both of them was picked off by Ricky. Now, when did we ever hear Tom Brady getting picked off by Ricky? Not once, but twice in the same game. That's unheard of. He was getting beat up. In, a lot of people like to tribute. The turnaround for the Buccaneers was when Kansas City came in and blew them out. No, it's the Rams because the Rams, led by Aaron Donald and Jalen Rins and the crew, beat up on Tom Brady. And you saw the effect when Kansas City came in, and that's why I can't see to lit them up the way they, they did. Now, Ricky, I'll come to you. Because Brady's been what, a Patriot for, what, 20 years? Yep. 20 years. We've seen, we, we, if anything, if most people who don't really know Brady would know this, even though Tom Brady has seven championships, Tom Brady still remember that beatdown he took on Monday Night Football, don't you think? It's probably going to be a vivid memory, but um, like you tried to make as, as a uh, major news point throughout this week, the COVID, the, oh, sorry, the global bastard strikes again. And LED's on the COVID list. And I, I think this is well, one thing that they're going to overlook for Tampa. The walking Q-tip is not playing. Mr. Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, he's out too. I think, is that for, is that for the COVID? Is that he on the is list out too? for a uh, hand-slash-soldier injury. So I'm kind of mm. hoping he didn't hurt his Q-tip. 
He may he may need to go to uh you know one of those places and get the Q tip replaced. Gotcha. Um, All right, so uh, Bear Man, you know how I like to do my room talk. I make my preseason predictions. I can't change from it. I said it Thursday. I said it during the preseason. Tampa Bay escapes the site of Super Bowl by three over my Rams. I'm going Tampa. It's just it's it's gonna be really difficult. And I'm not talking about in my case because of fantasy football terms, but well, the fact that t- uh, Tom Brady got beaten down. That's, I doubt that he's gonna. He, he's in a mentality that I'm not gonna let that happen again. But it is in LA. So well, hold on, before you, before you continue on, let me explain why I'm picking Tampa. <laughs> All right. When I do preseason picks, I have to ask myself: Do I see my team going undefeated? If the answer is yes, then I'm picking them to win every game. Correct. No. If I don't see them going undefeated, what games can I see them losing? This is one of them. I mean, nobody really predicts their team to go undefeated. I mean, obviously I can't because, you know, that would make me a total idiot. But this game, you know, with the the injuries, you know, without Jason Pierre-Paul and and with Mr. Brown on the uh, Worldwide Bastard uh, list, there's already – the the game seems to be getting more interesting. But I just can't – I'm having such a hard time, but – Rams can pull it off, but you know it, the fact that the, the Buccaneers have not forgotten what happened. They're coming in as a much more driven, motivated, and much more pissed off team. So I, that's why I, at the end, I just I have to go with the Bucks. I'm sorry. You know I like numbers. Numbers are great. And I look here at the uh, total oversight over the last first two weeks. Of the NFL season. Now, obviously, the scores in here of 48 41, 46 34. Um, those, those points are like 80 points. Darnell, what did you upgrade in the offseason? What quarterback? We got Matthew Stafford, and you see what he did. Him and Cooper Cut, that connection, that's getting ridiculous already. Okay. And um, what is one one issue that the Rams currently have? On offense, I want to say an issue right now. I'll say I'll put a question mark right there. We we gonna see the running game. I don't believe Derrick Henson is gonna play, so I believe it's gonna be on Sony Michelle, a former Pat Battleway. So we are gonna see if this running game can get something going on with Sony Michelle because he did look good at the end of the Colts game. But you know, that's the. But Colts was that garbage game. time though? If you really want to, yeah, consider that yeah, that's, that's why. That's what I'm saying. That's okay. what I'm saying. The way I'm saying it. But we, I'll put a question mark. I'm not gonna say it because I'm gonna put a question mark. I'm put a question mark because we're still trying to figure things out. And with this three game stretch that we on, you said like the you like your team the next two weeks is critical for y'all. Mm-hmm. We had the three games here. We got Temple Bay tomorrow. We got Arizona coming in next, and then on the Thursday night we're going to Seattle. So we will by the time we get to week six, we I, we should have a good indication of how my, how my runs look. Okay, so here's your here's your numbers. Remind you, I said it's at Tampa fifty four percent for the win. 51% for Tampa for the cover. It is, by Vegas, a two-point game. This is the way they're saying it. We're definitely going over. But here are some of the key numbers. 
The Buccaneers are 15th in offense. The Rams are 17th in offense. Defense, Rams, 12th. Buccaneers, 22nd. Passing game, 7th and 9th, respectfully. They both can throw the ball. The Rams have a uh, six-position spot better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 25 to 31. No JPP. Damn. Damn, this is a predicament and a half. Because as much as I would love to see Thomas Edward Brady lose, and I could really care less that uh, AB is on the global bastard list. I really don't think that's going to make a difference. It's weapons versus weapons. This is going to be another Monday night shootout. And the Rams did upgrade. This is the game of the week. Mm-hmm. Again, should have been freaking eight o'clock game. Should have been I'm telling you. I can't. I can't dispute the eight o'clock game. I can't. I really can't. I am going to go with the Rams. Where Rams by like four. But this is definitely going over the under over of uh, fifty six. Definitely. All right. I don't mind taking that L and predict in, in that pick, okay? I do not mind taking that L. But if I'm being right. unbiased, knowing how Tom Brady acts, they 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 escape with a field goal. So it, me and Ricky see it the same way. It's just he picked one side, I picked the other side. Mr. Jason Rodriguez requested this lovely insight on this game. The Cheeseheads travel to the San Francisco Treats. Packers, 49ers, just so happens to be I believe it's Sunday Night Football. That is Sunday Night Football. Go ahead, give you give the spread and over on the real quick before okay. I go in. It is uh, San Fran favored by three under over 50. All right. So, as mentioned earlier, when we talked about the Saints, what they did to Green Bay in opening week, and then what we talked about with Detroit, when we talked about Detroit and what Green Bay did. It was not a surprise of what they did. The only part of surprise is that Detroit – battled for the first three and a half quarters and then Green Bay pulled away. But we knew Aaron Rodgers was going to bounce back. We we knew what was coming. We we knew this, so we were going to sneeze at it. Okay, Green Bay 1-1. One one. Going to San Francisco 2-0, right? Yes. Jimmy Garoppolo is doing his thing, right? Mm-hmm. They can still run the ball, right? Yeah. They, they well, still I, I believe that's going to be the question mark for the 49ers, actually. Okay, Running the ball, okay, and uh, yeah, where he most of the out, and we're gonna see what Trey Summers looks like from the Ohio State. I mean, if you think about it, we put we put pressure on Lamar Jackson, didn't we? When it came to the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yeah, can we put that same pressure on Aaron Rodgers when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers? And the last and the last couple of times Aaron Rodgers went to the Bay Area to take on that damn team, that damn team beat the brakes off him. I remember they did in the playoffs almost ten years ago, back in twenty twelve. Yeah, but hold on. When, when they went to the now, Super Bowl, when they went to the Super Bowl, they beat the brakes off Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game. They lost to Kansas City, unfortunately, but they beat the brakes off them. This is a team that has Aaron Rodgers' number. Can Aaron Rodgers get over this hump like Lamar Jackson got over his Kansas City hump? That's the question. And you know what? I'm going to take the freaking 49ers. I can't believe that. 
Bearman, go for it. I have to go with San Francisco, too, because it, it can't be explained any better. I mean, it seems that the 49ers, like, like you said, they have Aaron Rodgers' number. But San Francisco is pretty freaking good. The defense is good. The offense is good. Okay. And for Green Bay, the defense is the problem, right? I don't know. Like like the Darnell said before, they they competed with Detroit for the first three quarters. They got waxed. Waxed by New Orleans because you gave Jameis Winston a short field. I believe if Aaron Rodgers needs to succeed a little bit further, he needs to get rid of the man bun. Because that does not look cool on him. He looks... He to me, he does not look enthused to still be in Green Bay. I like I just kind of see this. And if the 49ers bring the wood, Aaron's getting benched again. Getting benched big time. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if Aaron Rodgers got benched in this game? By the way, shout out to uh out for our own end zone on Twitter for following the uh the show. But if that happens, if Aaron Rodgers plays so bad that he is on the bench in this game, I mean, that relationship is already bad. I mean, it just went from bad to, to worse. But... Get past the 49ers then. Yeah, get past the 49ers then, but I think San Francisco is, is too damn good. I mean, the Packers Mr. put up Mr. a fight. R-E-L-A-X. Get past the 49ers. Get past the 49ers. Because you don't get past that's the 49ers. Not, that's, not, that's the problem. Yeah. If you can't get past the 49ers, you ain't getting past Seattle. You ain't getting past Los Angeles. You ain't getting past Tampa. Get past the 49ers. Then we can talk. So that would that would suggest that Green Bay's glory days are officially over, right, Darnell? It's on its way. It's on its way. <laughs> but, I mean, San, San Francisco is good. You know, so I, ju- I just can't see... San Francisco not winning it, but it's Green Bay's going to come after them, but it's going to be about the final result, and because it is going to be at home, it's going to be in in San Fran. You know, technically, Levi seems like 40 minutes away from it. 49ers pull it off. I believe Bearman should introduce what's on Monday Night Football. Did you agree, Ricky? Yeah, but I didn't even have to talk about this game. Didn't you pick 49ers? No, I haven't said a word. You said something. But you ain't make a pick. Well, I'm gonna say something now. Okay. He was helping. He was, you know, helping me, you know, like that. I, I'm gonna look at it this way. I look at the balance of the games that they've that the 49ers have had as of late. Okay. They only win by eight against a pretty much a hapless Detroit defense. Struggled to put up points against Philly. Hey, Philly got a defense. Does 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 again? Question marks. Okay. Can San Fran elevate that running game enough to get the play action going? Question mark. Green Bay's defense? Question mark. Vegas only has this game as a three-point game. And San Fran being because they are the the home team, okay? This may be one of those ones where I think Packers fans and 49er fans are going to run themselves into a wall with their head. Because I don't think either one of these teams, unless you contain Aaron Jones and you figure out what the the running game for the 49ers is, you give the slight advantage offensively to Green Bay. Uh, but again, like 
again, questionable like on both sides of the ball for both teams. And the injuries for both sides are not real well. I mean, more for the 49ers than it is for Green Bay. And I think, again, still losing Mozart for the season is a huge, big deal for the 49ers because they don't have anybody that they had for that trio uh, back in the uh, the last two years. <sighs> I'm very torn. I really am. I'm going to tell you I'm very torn about this. Um, one team is going to win by at least three points. <sighs> I have more faith in, in Green Bay than I do the 49ers at this point. I'm going to be honest. I think the Aaron Jones deal is going to be huge because did he not score four touchdowns last weekend? That he did. Okay. So I would probably have more faith in Aaron Jones than I would in any San Francisco running back. And uh, as much as I want to praise the 49ers front four, I think Aaron can get around it a little bit. So I'm going to go Green Bay. All right. All right. Last but not least... Philly traveling down to the world of Dallas. Both teams one and one. Win percentage for Dallas at 61%. Covered for Dallas at 52%. Line for the game is Dallas is a home favorite at four points, 52 under over. We'll lead in with uh, the Bear Man on this one. Obviously. Well,. It's going to be a tough one because Philadelphia's defense, I believe, is third in the league. And Dallas' defense is not too good. Unfortunately, Keanu Neal is on that world uh, bastard list. But Randy Gregory's coming back. But, you know, the big problem is, is that the Cowboys' defensive line is depleted. I believe there's only four left. That being said, we don't know if, my, if Micah Parsons is going to come in as a linebacker or defensive end, but I said this on my show is, if he can put pressure on the quarterback, if he can do well on the pass rush, it makes no difference to me whether he's a defensive end or a linebacker. Now, the Cowboys running game is going to have to like explode. Zeke Elliott's going to have to snap out of it and actually have a good game. But Tony Pollard's also going to have to have a good game too, so the running game is going to have to be dominant. As far as the passing game goes, I mean, this is the first home game for Dallas, and this is kind of a, and Dak Prescott already described this thing as a as a homecoming. So hopefully he can have a good game. But now the pass, as far as the passing game goes, Amari Cooper. It was announced that he had been playing. He's been playing with a cracked rib since week one. But if he's been able to get through it so far, then I I don't see how much how, how that that's a problem. Although now that it's known, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a target. So that's that's definitely a cause for concern. But I think the running game was going to be a difference maker for Dallas, but it's also going to be a difference maker for the Eagles because their running game is good as well. And Dallas's running defense is not bad, but it's not great. So that being said, it's going to be a hard-fought game, but I really think Dallas is actually going to pull it off. Oh, wait, well, I'm waiting to hear about Darnell. He's still on mute. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'll go last on this one. Okay, so there's no real injury report out yet for for the Monday night game. Okay, that's what it's saying on NFL.com, which I'm using as a source today. You got uh, sixth ranked offense versus the number three defense in the NFL. Uh, second in the rushing game for the Eagles, where they are only a 22nd in the passing game. 
and a pretty stable eighth and ninth leveled passing rushing attack for the Dallas Cowboys. Again, I will put a lot more stock in Dak. I will put a lot more stack in a uh, balanced running attack with Tony Pollard coming out there and giving uh, Zeke some blow. And I'm not talking about the stuff you sniff. I will say this again, uh, that Dallas defense did get challenged by the uh, Chargers offense last week. And again, like I thought it was a great game. Um, Are we going to see anything compared to what we've seen in years past? Probably not. Home game, uh, home game for the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going with the boys. And Darnell, his your turn. You're on mute, brother. Oh, no, not anymore. Monday night football. Under the bright lights. First home game of the season. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles. Bear man. Yes. You 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 you're worried, ain't you? You you kinda worried, ain't you? The Cowboys are just that's what they do to us, man. They worry the hell out of me. <laughs> you're it's the Eagles. You 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 know about the Eagles. I, I think we're gonna have to get Alex some adult diapers. <laughs> uh no thanks. Out of, out, of, out of all the teams in the NFC East that, that worries him the most when it comes to the Cowboys, it's them damn Eagles, ain't it? It's them damn Eagles, ain't it? Because the Eagles cause us problems, brother. It's the Eagles. Your first home game is under the bright lights. National State, the billion dollar play pin. And it's the Philadelphia Eagles coming in first. Not the Giants. Not the Washington. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Gentlemen, is this is this another one of those situations where you would tell me or you would preach to me you got to have more faith in your team, Alex? Actually, no. Have I not been screaming at you for the first two weeks of the season about this? You need to, I, I hate it as much as I'm going to say this. I am not a huge fan of Dak. History of the show. Lie, obviously. You, know, you guys know me. This, this has been an ongoing thing for the last two seasons before this that I am not a Dak fan. However, Dak is going to come back and prove this year he has what it takes to get that contract. Plain and simple. He was out the majority of last year. What after five weeks that they were that he got destroyed, Alex? Four or five weeks did he play last year? That they had to ride the red rocket? Okay. They obviously have a game plan where they're not gonna overburn out Zeke. Zeke actually looks a little bit better this year than he did in years past. Although he still has a gut and he can't fit into a uniform jersey. But at the same right, they have a decent game plan. If they could just stay healthy, that would be the main concern for the Dallas Cowboys. But that offense is stacked. They're eighth and ninth in every in, in, in all of the stats. So let me get this right. Uh, I believe somebody from the Cowboys is not playing this game, right? Yeah, that would be uh, Mr. Neal, linebacker. Yeah, Keanu. Keanu Neal. And Philly is getting the other tight end back. That would be Zach Ertz. I still don't think so, there's a difference. So you giving you giving Jalen Hurts his other tight end target. We already we know about Dallas Goddard, but did people forget about Zach Ertz all of a sudden? And then Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders. You know, <laughs> this would be a perfect setup 
for the Dallas Cowboys. You went to Hollywood. You went to the side of the Super Bowl and you beat the Chargers. Now you get to come home. Monday Night Football and you get to play the Eagles. But by, by the way, it says that he's listed as active for, for Monday, but it's possibly he may not play because he's just coming off the COVID list. Hurts? Yes. That's updated on the, uh, the thing. All right. I, I will say this. This game right here, Bear Man, is going to show me if that is taking this seri- taking this season serious. Because if you lose to fucking better, if you lose to Philly, if you lose to Philly at home on Monday night, oh, that's believe you're gonna go through a whole another season of what you went through last year. Ah, great. Is is that why uh, Ricky suggested the adult diapers? Yep. Well, there's no need for them because nothing scares me. All right, you know, I still got my show to run. You know, it's not it's not the scaring part, but it'll be the, the scary part if once again I call the Cowboys out. You down them and they win a game. If I do, then you know you will, what? I, you will be I, having the Hershey squirts by that point. No, so that, means, uh, that, means you're scream, that means you're going to scream at me? Yes, I will scream at you on Tuesday. I'm going to roll with the boys right. today. I'm going to roll with the boys today. But if they lose this game, Bear Man, just know all hell is coming apart for the Cowboys. Because this is a game that you need to prove that you're taking this serious because Eagles are coming. And they are coming to take the division. That's why this game has been listed as whoever comes out better in this game is probably the, the stronger favorite to win the NFC East. By the way, the Zach Ertz injury is him coming off of the global bastard list, even vaccinated. So we know players now are still not uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing. Did I just read that Boston College won in overtime? That, wow. Okay. Um, well, Mr. That, Mike, Mr. Michael Upton uh, providing uh, actually an update. Yeah, I forgot to mention this. I, uh, yeah. So the Eagles will be without their left tackle. And yeah, Randy Gregory comes back. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. And as, as, as far as you know, Cooper is, is questionable. But uh, as far as Amari goes, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's going to play. But I, I'm sure CeeDee Lamb is probably going to be looked at more because I, I, I'm not sure if the am Pretty sure I would say that the Cowboys would be cautious with Mari Cooper, but he's been playing hurt for a long time. Well, that's it for the uh, week three schedule. Uh, we have uh, another rendezvous on Tuesday at, are we doing 8 or 8.30? That'll be your call. I'm not even on. I'm only even be on. <laughs> All right. So I'll discuss that with Bear Man. Um, so we will have a uh, recap on Tuesday. We'll go over the Thursday night football game as well on there. Uh, we're going to have a separate college show, which would be awesome this week. Uh, time and date still to be determined whether we're doing Monday Next or two weeks. Monday or Wednesday is going to be uh, the, the college preview. Uh, Bearman and Playmaker will be on doing that. So that'll be uh, another additional show for our rivals football. Guys, have any final comments before we uh, finish shooting the load? Nope. No comment. Bearman? I'm a mean, uh, playmaker. Tampa. LA. Is this a preview of the NFC Championship game for the trip to play in the Super Bowl in that very stadium? Big question. All right. Everybody enjoy week three. On behalf of the Bearman and Playmaker. 
I am the Prez. This is Arch Rivals Season 3. And we are out of here. Deuces. Peace out. Hey, did you like that show? Like, share, follow, subscribe. Share out our shows to all of your social media. Need merchandise? Check out paintrainpipebomb.threadless.com for quality merchandise at great prices. Tune in next time for another edition of Arch Rivals Football, and we'll catch you on the flip side.